Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I am not Ben Holderness. And I am not Kim Holderness. And I'm also not Penn Holderness. And I'm also not Kim Holderness. And you've stumbled across the Holderness Family Podcast! Pod- Thank you, <laughs> Penn. So you might notice our voices are not Penn and Kim's, and that's because this is Penn and Kim's most favorite thing that they do, but they're traveling, and they were really bummed out they couldn't record this week, so we thought we would jump in and help them out. This is Anne-Marie Tafke. I am a producer for Penn and Kim and the Holderness Family. Yeah, and I'm Max Trujillo. I've been a part of the show since day one in my basement. I'm Sam Allen, and I'm a editor for The Holderness Family. And I'm Leanne Miller. I'm a community engagement manager and production assistant. So welcome. We got the whole crew here together. <laughs> yeah. We're at, we're actually in the studios in downtown Raleigh where we would record the show pre-pandemic, and uh, we'd come down here. It was it was after we got out of the the basement of my house, and it was nice and fun to go downtown. And then everything kind of switched a little bit, and so we've been <laughs> editing from our homes and. Uh, both Penn and Kim do the show from their house, yep. typically. So it's kind of nice to be back in studio again with everybody. It is. And uh, we thought we would at least bring you an episode today, and we would talk about our most favorite moments on the podcast. So we've all picked our most favorite clips. Some are funny, some are heartfelt, and we wanted to share those with you. But before we begin, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. A recent review we got was from Nikki. She says... It's been a rough year, but I gotta say, stumbling upon the Holderness family has been one of my favorite parts. I first saw their hilarious song parodies on Facebook, and I was very excited they wrote a book, which is how I found out about the podcast. I laugh and sometimes cry, but I always learn a little something. And that's exactly what we're doing today. Woo! So Max has been nice enough to queue up all of the clips and... Yeah, you might recognize this first clip. It is how we kicked off episode one. You ready for the podcast? <laughs> all right, here we go. Our last name is Holderness. Our life is a big hot mess. We got kids and a crazy dog. We write songs and we do vlogs. Cheesy videos is our craft. We try hard to make you laugh. Now we're trying a podcast. If it sucks, it'll be our last. We're going to talk about... Working together, raising kids, and yeah, whatever else you want us to address. School drama, marriage stress. This intro is way too long. My wife will not like this song. When it ends, I'm realizing she will then start criticizing. Should have run 
Guided by her first. Oh my yeah, this intro when is the worst. End? I'll do a different <laughs> one next week once I hear my wife's critique. It's the Holder Mess with wow. Ben and Kim. That was special. <laughs> Max, I didn't know, you told me this when we were getting ready to do this podcast, I didn't know they did a new jingle every week to open the show. Every episode, Penn just, he was ambitious. He said, I think I'm just going to try a different style of music, a style, a theme. It was amazing. And most of the time, he wrote it an hour before he showed up in my basement and (laughs) just dropboxed me a file really fast. I mean... Yeah. We all know what he can do, and he does this in seconds. It's amazing. And yeah. he, re- he really tried every genre. I remember it was like, okay, country, and then it was like rap, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm nervous. What's happening next week? There may be a <laughs> teaser for those that want to make sure that we listen to the end of this yeah. episode. You may or may not hear some of those songs later. Oh, I cannot wait. That sounds amazing. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to start us off today with my favorite funny moment from the podcast. This was actually a pretty recent episode from just this past August from the Decisions That Made Us podcast. And this is when Penn is talking about an incident that happened to him at a Blockbuster video. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I typically listen to the podcast while I'm running. And this was one of those stories that as I was listening, I was literally laughing out loud as I was running down the trail. I'm pretty sure everybody that was passing me by thought that I was crazy or something was wrong. (laughs) But this one just hit me right in the funny bone. The story goes on that we we meet each other, we begin dating, we fall in love. I go to see her brother in Sarasota and say that I'm going to ask her to marry me, kind of an old-fashioned thing that uh, people still do, which I'm happy to hear. And he wanted to celebrate, so we went to this place and had a couple of beers, and he gave me a deep-fried hot dog. And my decision to eat that hot dog, uh, it's called Salty Dog, as a kind of a seal-the-deal kind of celebration, that was a decision that led to me specifically crapping my pants in a blockbuster video the next day. Good decision. So again, butterfly effect. Yeah. Marriage, hot dog, poop. Yeah. Blockbuster. And what I learned there, and you always say, is is don't trust the fart. Don't trust the so fart. So that was a little decision on the way to our, our marriage when I ate a deep fried hot dog. Yeah. And also, um, we we ev- with every one of these decisions, with every one of these decisions, there is a takeaway. This decision to eat a deep fried hot dog, we've learned. To wear binding underwear. Yes. Anything out of a boxer short. For at least short. three days. Tidy. Not, not boxer shorts and certainly not sock free Birkenstocks. <laughs> what is wrong with Let's it? move on. <laughs> then, uh, oh my gosh. Um, oh. So we're. <laughs> so you got out of your foot. I know. I kind of shook it off. <laughs> and then it landed on the floor and I was like, I got to go. I can't, I'm not, what am I going to report myself? They'd probably like, what if they called the cops? You're like, I just crept myself over in yeah. the science fiction section. I mean, luckily the store completely closed down and like maybe four that's days why later. Blockbuster, it, that is the butterfly effect. The so I ate the hot dog. <laughs> I crapped my pants in a Blockbuster. Someone found it. And shut it down. And they were already a little financially iffy because, you know, people were starting to stream videos. And Netflix and DVDs. And I'm responsible for the end of Blockbuster Video. We have found the butterfly effect. 
How many times has Penn like shared a poop story? Like I just I think there's a lot. Yeah, what is going on with the bowels? <laughs> a lot of gastrointestinal <laughs> issues going on. I just love their freedom. There's so much openness of the of the poop and the farts in that household. True. Okay, so I'm the next clip, and this is from one of the earliest episodes of the podcast, and it's when Kim and Penn are talking about their past as TV journalists, and in this instance, Kim is talking about when she met George Clooney. So I'm at Inside Edition, this editor, it was Colm, right? Colm's like, Penn, come here. He's, he's Irish. It's not, you know, Penn, chairs, come on, come on over here. <laughs> lucky charms. Uh, they're always after me, lucky charms. Um, no, that's not how he said so. <laughs> he's, like, come, he's like, come look at this, and it was the raw video of... Kim oh interviewing George Clooney. Oh my gosh. And so bad. I think they ended up not being able to put it on the air, the part that I'm talking about, because she was so. I mean, it's George. On. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I do not get starstruck at all because most most people you see, if you, if you saw Beyonce, you see them in person. And I, I met J Lo. I mean, and they are beautiful and stunning. Yeah. But they are real people, and they have like flaw. Their skin is not perfect as you think it is, and they they're normal people. They are, and you can see the amount of work that goes into getting them camera ready. Okay. I just interviewed Zoe Deschanel three days ago in person, and she is flawless. Okay, okay, but there there was a team of people helping her look like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. George Clooney. I'm sorry. I just, there was like rays of sunshine and light and there were unicorns and a rainbow All right, so and he could be, he could have any profession. He could be the handyman, the plumber. He, in, could do, he and, was in one day at a time. He actually was. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. He could be all of those things and he would still be. George Clooney. Right. So here's here's I'm going to do the interview. You ready? Mm-hmm. And you, I, I you can't see it, but just listen. You'll be able to tell what each person is. Hey, George, what brings you here? I don't know. What are you doing here? Oh, oh, oh. She starts flipping her hair. She flips her hair and she makes a move where she slightly grazes one of her boobs with Stop one of her arms. It. I'm not joking. I did like we backed it up like three times. Not. Your eyeball, like your face turned bright red, and you kept tossing your hair. Okay. You no, I did not like, touch any part. Of my body but i kept you grazed flip- it no you grazed I, I kept flipping my hair because telltale I, sign I, telltale sign and he was he was promoting a movie that he had directed maybe and i was like so like george are you like and like was like my like every like word and i was like so like george like are you like in do you like being like in front of the camera or like behind the camera i don't know which one do you like <laughs> <laughs> like toss, toss, toss. I... He was, but like the thing is, he like is he is like I feel like if I asked him the question, he'd be answering that way. He's just very. He was super. He, obviously, he's used to people he has like me. It. Yes, he's yeah. used to people like me. Um, but I was. That is the only time in my life I've been starstruck. And I was like, I watched the tape and I was laughing and like, there was a little part of me that was jealous and that lasted like 10 seconds. I was like, what am I going to do? I know. What am I going to do? Because, what am I going to do? Because if you'd met Salma Hayek, what would you, what would happen? Oh. <laughs> you can't have, he's that words right <laughs> he's now. He's flipping his hair right now. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I just love that clip. Like I, that was um, one of the first things I listened to after I was hired by Kim and Penn, and that was just like a light bulb moment of like, oh my god, I'm working for the right people. Like they're just <laughs> so funny. Yeah, they're just like naturally funny. It's crazy. So wait, have you ever had an experience like Kim? Have you ever met somebody and been totally starstruck? Mm-hmm. In retrospect, been so embarrassed about your actions. 
I mean, honestly, I think when I met Penn and Kim for the first time, I probably <laughs> tossed my hair a few times. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Kim. I was on the set of Bowfinger with Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy. And oh, my God. Heather Graham was next to me for about an hour and a half in the makeup chair. And I. How did you keep it together? I didn't. I was just like looking at her forever. And I know she just thought I was a creep. I was just like, I can't look anywhere else. I got to be on the Oscars red carpet. What? And as an audience member, and when Anna Kendrick walked by and she waved at me, I about passed out and I was so (laughs) embarrassed, but I was like, this is the highlight of my life. Were you a seat filler or you were actually. Like I was in the audience of the red carpet. Like guests could be like stand and watch people like walk by. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I met Jimmy Fallon in high school. And I thought I was so cool, right? Sure. I was like, oh, I was I was hamming it up and he was laughing and stuff. Yeah. And then I saw the pictures that my friends took later and everyone, I have like a head back, open mouth. And he didn't say anything funny, by the way. So I know I was just like Kim, like, oh, oh how's the weather like? Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right, moving on. Penn had a really cool breakthrough that was captured on a podcast during the ADHD versus anxiety Mm. couples, and this was in January of 2021. I thought it was really incredible to hear Penn understand more about his ADHD. And when you struggle with any kind of mental health disorder, understanding more about how your brain works and why it does the way it does, I think is really cool. I often will refer to an ADHD brain, if you imagine kind of a sound studio, you know, that has one of those sound boards with all the dimmer switches, that would be a neurotypical brain, lots and lots of dimmer switches. An ADHD brain would have that same sound board, but rather than dimmer switches, it would have on off switches. Oh, wow. Because it can go all in and it can go all out really easily Mm -hmm. it has a really hard time doing that middle ground so if you imagine trying to get a on off you know light switch to balance in the middle there it's really tricky right like it wants to fall one way or the other Mm -hmm. and adhd brains do the same thing i can't tell you how much i relate to that yeah tell me like give me an example no i just said i can't tell you oh (laughs) (laughs) you know what i will tell you it there you wake up in the morning and you see something and you you want to give everything you've got to that mm-hmm. thing, right? And then you forget to put on, you know, the pants. Light, pants or socks or whatever. And there's just something else in your life that you forget. Mm-hmm. Um, this is crazy, Marcy. I forget to eat lunch all the time because I get mm-hmm. I get into my job and I find something that I've got to do. And once I'm doing my job, especially if you do something in, in editing, you have to put your entire brain into it and everything else just kind of mm-hmm. closes out. By the way, that can be an advantage. Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody knows that. Like, I'm a good editor because I, you can I dial get, in better I get than, dialed into yeah. it. But then the yeah. rest of the world could be falling apart and then my shoes are everywhere. I can see two pairs right now from where I'm sitting. And, uh, you know, all of these other things fall to the wayside. But it really is that on-off switch. And I've never heard it described that way. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah. When you have self-realization of just learning how things work and you're able to recognize something to improve, I just think it's great. I think you can hear it in his voice. I know that he talked about it with us as a team after he had that interview. And I know it had a huge impact on him because he actually wrote a song parody, a parody of Under the Sea, where he talked about this exact thing he learned. Just think of the human brain as a gigantic mixing board. Normal brains can use these dimmers to ease in and out of chores. A little of this and that, and like that, all the chores are gone. My brain doesn't work like that, man. My brain just goes off and on. 
That's awesome. I just have to thank Penn like about his openness with ADHD because I think I mean I know a lot of fans like love it and for me personally like my fiance has it and um, knowing Penn and his openness about it I've learned so much from him and he and Cam has helped me be a better spouse to someone with ADHD. Yeah, sometimes I like I don't think I have it, but I think I'm just undiagnosed have it. Mm-hmm. But when I hear he's pretty extreme with it as he's related to everybody on the show and just in real life, I realize, oh yeah, that's how my brain works. Or he's helping me understand a lot more mm-hmm. about myself by hearing yeah. that. Which to be honest is like I get these podcasts weekly after they're recorded, and no matter what they're going through. I realize I'm going through the exact same thing at that time. I'm like, how is this all just always so apropos to the time that's going on? But it's it's nice. It's like their openness is really great because it, it, it's so relatable to your own life. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're not crazy. Like <laughs> People are also going through that, too. Yeah, which leads me to uh, this next clip that I wanted to share. There's obviously tons of funny moments that happen on this show, but there's a lot of cool sentimental moments. And whereas this clip doesn't exactly pull at your heartstrings. I think when you imagine where it's coming from, you realize that you may have had that feeling of love and when you're first falling for somebody. The question was, it was a, a wedding episode with Megan Gilligan. We were talking about first songs, and I asked what was the first song that they danced to. What I about, have a suggestion, though. What? What was the first song you two danced oh. to? Oh, okay. We did um, Overkill which is really a really random song, but because he used to sing it to me. Oh, is this it? Colin Hay. Cut by Colin Hay. Men at Work. Oh, yeah. I can't get to sleep. <laughs> Think about the implications. Nice. Diving in too deep. Possibly the something, something. Day after day reappears. I haven't done this in a while. Night after night, my heartbeat shows appears. Goes appear and fade away. And then he goes up high. I can't get to sleep! Yeah, so we don't need to do all that. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, Penn, when we, we first started talking, we'd actually talk on the phone mm-hmm. for, like, weeks at a time, and we'd just talk on the phone for I four hours at a time. my phone used to smell like my breath. Like, <laughs> we talked for, like, Oh, my god! And so he would, and then it just got back, he would just, like, play song. He'd put the phone down, and... I would just call out songs. That's really cute. I know, right? And so that was like the first song he played, and then that was our wedding song. That's so sweet. So sweet. And he just did it off the cuff. I I was like, oh, what's a song? He had a guitar in his hand, and he hadn't played that song probably in years. And it just, that's what he does. I mean, Ben is like a a human jukebox. Like, you can say anything. (laughs) Like, I mean, I think people would be shocked how fast these parodies come out of his brain. Yeah, it's weird. It's just crazy and to continue on Penn's brain my next clip is from the episode how to stay positive from september 2020 basically kim has asked Penn to describe where he gets all his positive attitude from and it's true like knowing him in real life it's so infectious and i just feel like this whole episode was a master class on just how to have a different outlook when good or bad things happen in your life we didn't bring him Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Expert on, because I think I'm a little bit of an aficionado on staying positive. Yes, I have always said that Penn is my human golden retriever. He's just, like, really big and messy and hairy and um, he's shedding (laughs) but generally very very happy and my default setting is not that my default setting is to um, I I have to really actively work at it yeah look at the bright side is it but my default I I go dark and I you know I deal with anxiety and depression so I want to look at a situation and think a little doom and gloom like when there's a hurricane headed to Florida and because my family lives in Florida, yeah. I will just like soak up that all that anxiety and I'll walk outside in North Carolina and I'm like, why is the sun shining? Isn't there a hurricane? Like I take on all those feelings. Like you're sort of the ultimate empath. Right. And so it's it's, it's hard here for everybody. But I think for, as an empath, it's hard to wake up and be like, we did it, guys. Another day. Let's do it again. So when you I, I'm here as a passenger to just listen to hear your tips for being positive there, Penster. Well, thank Thank you. Let me start by saying I've never actually thought about this until today. Mm -hmm. It just happens. And so I started thinking about things that I do and things that go on in my head. And I wrote them down for the first time. And when I looked at them, I was like, this could potentially be helpful for someone who doesn't just do this naturally. Right. Much like you have to work at this. This would be like you writing down how to pay attention to people. <laughs> or organize something. <laughs> how to be or, organized. How, how to change any part of a car. Or, um, or on our to-do list for tomorrow is for you to change light bulbs. I'll go step by step I may knock you. that out today. I just mean, to just to turn you on. Hot. I mean, yep. I'm an access service type of girl, ladies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> change some light bulbs and it's go time. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, I mean, you're laughing, but it's true. Okay. Anyway, um, so I wrote this down. How my brain stays positive. By Penn Holderness, age 10. Uh, number one, I do not meditate. I probably should, mm-hmm. right? I, because medi- I meditate. Yeah. I, I think in the spirit of meditation, I do one thing. When something good happens, I take a minute and I block out everything else. Tell me more. I keep any of the repercussions from bothering me. I stop thinking about whether my back hurts. I stop thinking about any work that I have to do. I stop thinking about any drama that may be happening at school or anything wrong with my kids or my wife or anything. And I just focus on that one good thing. Give me an example. Let's, mm-hmm. let's start with like something simple. We put, a, this is mainly for us, but like we put a video out and it gets 30 million views. 
I just stop and I think about the pure positivity of what just happened. And I let it kind of wash over me a little bit. That's it's very it's very meditative to um, take that thought and to focus on that thought and to keep that thought. Conversely, what I like to do is to go into the comment section and see how the trolls attacking us, and then I internalize that for a few days. I mean, I feel like that's a perfect example of their relationship and who they are as people. But yeah, that whole episode is just Penn talking about his positive outlook on life and his golden retriever habits, and um, I just love it. It's just like a totally different outlook than what most people have yeah yeah and being in the moment staying in the moment i think is Mm. it's a good reminder for us in this day and age because we get so easily distracted and Mm. on to the next and it's it's good to soak it in for sure and switching gears from positivity i want to talk about middle school oh (laughs) Oh, no i really relate to Pin and Kim in some ways because I have two kids, same age as their kids. And so when they recently talked to Michelle Eichard about navigating the middle school years, I was very excited to listen to that because I will take any and all advice I can get for just making these years as great as possible for my girls, especially right now when you throw a pandemic into the middle of this time in their lives. In particular, Kim's words hit home with me during this podcast. She talks about the brain development that your child goes through um, during these years. And typically, you only hear people talk about physical changes during this time. But I've seen firsthand from my kids how their brains are changing. And it was just really refreshing and encouraging as a parent to hear this side of things being discussed. Kim also talks about a personal story from her friends in middle school, and it was also just a good reminder of the types of decisions that middle schools are learning to navigate for themselves. As a parent, this one just really hit home for me. So my story is a little bit different in that I think girls like mature faster. So I was like taller than the boys, which is funny because I stopped growing in the seventh grade. But I do remember within the first week of middle school. So all of my friends from elementary school and we were elementary school friends and elementary school is very innocent and you're very protected. We were playing like kickball at P.E. Mm -hmm. And those same friends who had been, you know, I'd been with since kindergarten tried to like jump over the fence to skip school at P.E. And I was like. Oh, wait, like you're doing what you're doing. There's like this group of group of three girls. And I was like, and they were my friends. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And they're like, let's try it. Let's try it. And they were like pushing this boundary. And I remember I'm like, wow, this is, I, this is the fork in the road. Like I need to make a decision right now. And then I was like, oh, I, I guess I need new friends. I can't do that. Cause I was, I'm such a rule follower. Like I never would have, but I also know that if, you know, I know middle school is filled with hormones and your body is changing, your brain is changing. So it's a big time. I find it fascinating that, listen, when they were infants or when they were toddlers, they would double in weight and size. And so in a year, it was physically very dramatic what was happening to their bodies. I think those same sort of changes are happening to their brains and on the insides. You just don't see it the same way that we did when they were toddlers, but they are making those changes. Yeah, that's totally. huge. I know you have kids around the same age too, Max. Yeah, my oldest is the same age as uh, PC. And so we're getting ready. <laughs> Middle school's happening. 
she's telling me about the boys that like her and she's talking about the boys that she likes and they tend to not be the same boy and that's <laughs> that's already now a Taylor's <laughs> oldest time uh. <laughs> so. oh, everybody says how terrible the middle school years are you know you hear that as a parent but I feel like this was such a great conversation of it doesn't have to be that way you know and how as a parent you can like help walk through that relationship together and grow together and so just really encouraging yeah it's a good episode we got yeah. a lot of good feedback mm-hmm. from that one no doubt this was my most fun i think podcast clip uh that i could find and i know that max was there oh. to witness this so this one of my favorite days ever it was so fun <laughs> they did a live podcast show it was an intimate group of 80 yeah um and it was right before christmas and it was our first time attempting something live. Yeah. Um, and I think people often think that Penn is the funny one, and Kim will joke that she's the one in the background doing the jazz hands. But as Max will attest, she yeah. stole the show <laughs> that did. night. She was the star of the show. And so just before this clip, just so you, I can set it up for you, Penn was talking about how he gave Kim a Stairmaster <laughs> from Brookstone for Christmas <laughs> while she was pregnant. <laughs> Because she was complaining about being in New York City and being cold and she couldn't exercise. And so he thought this was a perfectly acceptable gift. Mm -hmm. And this kicked off a really funny musical interlude uh, just about the worst Christmas gifts that people had received. And they had pulled the crowd before this. This was 13 years ago and it's still the worst gift that I've ever given her. But when I gave it to her, I was like, I thought it was a good gift. Always always jewelry. Always jewelry. Jewelry, right? I mean, every once in a while, you can't afford the old diamond ring. So tell me, like, seriously how you felt when that happened. I, I mean, because you just don't feel right. Like, if, if anybody's gone through this before, you just feel puffy in every area. And the person, the man I love the most, the man uh, whose attention I crave, to me, it just felt as if you were not happy with what you were seeing. Even though you kind of asked for it. So is this, <laughs> you said that, like, you, like, you, 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 well, not, I don't mean, like, you asked for it, but you. I'm so glad you guys are here to have so many witnesses. <laughs> get Christopher out here. But well, so, but I want to, but, but I'm going to save you here for a second. So we actually okay. went to the internet. Away. No, we went to the internet and asked, like, what's this? the worst Christmas gift you've ever received? And we had some good ones. Somebody said, my mother-in-law bought me a trash can for t- Christmas because she didn't like mine. Could you imagine how bad your trash can has to be for someone to buy you a new one? Um, the next, uh, uh, poor Matt said, for some reason, thought my wife would like orange Crocs the first time they were cool. Aww. I'm sorry you. that I made you mad on Christmas Day, on Christmas oh, Day. I did not think that you were fat on Christmas Day in the morning. <laughs> Okay, um, Linda says a scale. My father-in-law got me a scale two years in a row. Not a kitchen scale, the people kind. <laughs> you know that I love you, of course, on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. And now I think you want a divorce on Christmas Day in the morning. Um, oh, here's a good one. Her in-laws gifted everyone burial plots. Actually, though. No, no, stop. That, Stop. That is that the gift that cheap. keeps on giving. <laughs> 
I loved that night so much. Oh I remember God. I looked at you. I looked at a couple of the friends that were with us every time Kim was killing it up there. And we like, I just think something happened that night. And I, we didn't know we were on the brink of a pandemic. Yeah. So this was like a couple months before that. Yeah, this is Christmas of 2019. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I think this show actually opened up Kim to doing the skits that she does now and doing some of the character bits that she does. Yeah. This was the moment, the pivotal moment, I think, that we all realized, oh, Kim is her own star and this yeah. was it was so fun to watch. Plus also just just seeing the community that is the Holderness family audience come together because of course we're here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Once the tickets went on sale, they they sold very fast and from far and wide. I remember mm-hmm. a lady came from Kansas City, a mom and her daughter drove down from Virginia, a husband surprised his wife from Florida, I think it was, didn't tell her where they were going. They just got on the road. He said, I want to surprise you. And then halfway up the drive, he like played one of their songs. He's like, you think they're funny, right? She's like, I love them. He's like, well, that's where we're going. And she like cried with happiness. And it was just nice to see. I mean, the, the community in general, the locals here in Raleigh, people know who Kim and Penn are, but it's crazy to see like how well they're received like all across the country. And that was a great example. It was just so fun to be a part of that. Yeah, and everyone was super excited, appreciative, and they took time to speak with everybody and take fi- yeah. pictures. And it was a really fun and magical night. And hopefully one day, for all you listeners yeah. listening, we hit yeah. the road again. That's like a goal of mine. Like I know. That I joined two <laughs> months after that show. And hearing you talk about it, I'm just like, this is my goal, is to see them live. Or like, just be in the backstage as they're live, because I think that th- they would just be incredible. Oh, I was getting, I was a sappy drunk that night. I was like <laughs> sipping on beers while the show was going on. And at the very end, we're having dinner at the restaurant next door, which is an amazing restaurant. And I'm like, everybody, I love this day. This is the I best think we all <laughs> cried a little bit. Yeah. Like, I think we all were just like, oh, we were so proud of you guys. Yeah. Like, but like, I was like ready to go on tour with them. I'm like, I will get this set up right yeah. now. I will quit everything. Let's do it. I'll drive Max the, bus. the roadie. Yeah. yeah, roadie time. So with all of that, thank you to the, the three of you for compiling all of these clips. It's funny and it's amazing the support that this team has. I, I pretend like I'm the producer of the show, and that's what my name was in the beginning, but really the show is produced by... I mean, Amory, you do so much for the show beyond... And we're just talking about the podcast. We're not talking about what they do on Facebook or on YouTube or everything else that they do. But solely for the podcast, there's so much coordination that goes on just to help put it together. In the end, I'm just kind of taking out us and ums and, <laughs> and, and making it a little bit tighter and neater every now and then. And I know that Kim and Penn in their absence are going to maybe they'll listen to this. I hope so. They should be listening. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I'm going right to make them, <laughs> but they have a <laughs> we really did strong this for team. You. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I was going through the first season and I was just dying. All of those songs that, that both Kim and, or that Penn and Kim every now and then would throw in and sing a little bit. Stop it. Oh, there's, there's <gasps> one. Was, I oh, love when Kim sings. sings. It's my Guys. favorite. I may or may not be playing guitar on a Dave Matthews song in there too. <laughs> uh, but there's so many funny little takes. So I just had to put together a, a little compilation of a lot of the songs that they were doing in that first season, which was just so hilarious. And so... It's about three and a half minutes. We'll play it and play you out. And I guess we'll say goodbye to yeah, everybody. Thanks yeah, for we listening. promise that they'll be back next episode. Yeah. This will not be <laughs> temporary. Sam and Max and Amory podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although this has been pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Alternative episode. Hold- Holderness yeah. After Dark. There, there you go. go. Like and subscribe. <laughs>
It's a podcast with a hold on this family. We have fancy audio technology so we can record it in our neighbor's basement. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, did you just use the word milieu in a song? It rhymed with two. Would you rather hear a classical Baroque song or a death metal song? Ooh, let's go death metal. Are you ready for the Holdermess podcast with Pen and Cat? Relationship! Family quarrels! Let's Maybe the classical Baroque. We will take your naughty questions and engage in conversation. It's a whole mess podcast. We're coming to you from my neighbor's basement. Our neighbor's basement. And today we have a special guest. Okay, this is my mom and dad's oh. podcast. Oh, Hopefully you like this. Woo! Oh, I miss oh, baby PC. Bonjour, comment allez-vous? Je m'appelle do you want to do a podcast? Let's do our weekly show. We'll go to Max's basement now, where it smells a little bit like pee. To all the girls I've loved before. Traveled in and out my door. Wow, that is really good, Willie Nelson. came along, I dedicate this song to all the girls I've loved before. Wow. To all the girls who've shared my life. Oh my God. My loneliness is killing me. And uh, kind of like Kim's a PPD. PPD. <laughs> This song is no longer funny, girl. It took a dark turn. Yeah, sniff that baby one more time. Baby's juice on me. He wakes up in the morning. The week ends, the week begins. We say, we look at each other. I just want to go like live in his brain for like a couple days. Wondering what the other is thinking. Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> let it go! Let it go! Turn my back and slam the door! Whoa! I don't care what they got to say! Let the storm go on! Okay, well, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. That was so that's, nicely done. That's yes. not meant for a 43 year old baritone. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah. We need to bring this back. Yeah, that was fantastic. I need to come back. that. Amazing. Good, Amazing. Loves a good talent show. Listen to some Dave Matthews later. We love you, Penny Kim. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Penny Kim. Can't wait till you're back. We miss you.
podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.